Welcome to a special edition of Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community. Muse is 40 years old and we celebrate by visiting with those members who have participated and led the organization over the years. Enjoy these memories. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to Barbara Kilroy and learn about her experiences with Muse. Barbara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. I have been in the Muse organization, I think, longer than I've been in healthcare, (laughs) although pretty close. At one point, I was working for the IT department at Cape Cod Hospital. That's on Cape Cod in Massachusetts, beautiful place to visit, and was involved with the application first application I detected for nursing documentation. Mm. And so I actually working as a nurse had come from a California hospital that used another system that the IT director at Cape Cod was very familiar with. And so I was asked to join a, a group, a team of uh, nurses to install this. It was called patient care communication, if anyone remembers that. And so I did, and I got very interested with the computer system because we could do documentation, we could do all kinds of things that nurses up until that time were really just still paper-bound. So I learned of the Muse organization through that group. I wasn't particularly involved personally because I think at the time, and again, we're going back 30, at least 30 years, if not closer to 40, more of the administrators went to the Muse organization's mm-hmm. types of meetings. And it wasn't even called Muse back then. Mostly the IT directors got together, the local ones in New England, so that they could troubleshoot and talk about Meditech and how it can be enhanced and improved. I became a, a member, a, a full-fledged member, uh, I would say, when I was still working as a nurse and went to some regional conferences. And our regional conferences in New England, we had all the New England states in New York, and they were to have meetings once a year that pretty much the staff that worked in those areas as analysts or in mostly IT would go to the conferences and and just get together with their peers and start to just, again, talk about the way that we did things at our hospital versus the way we did things at your hospital. I became very interested. I'm kind of, I'm an organized person. And I was interested in the people that, you know, did the type of work that I did. Found out that there were a lot more clinically focused people that were involved with the Muse type of organization. People who, you know, we want to make phone calls. We want to talk to one another more than once a year. So I I was actually um, asked to be on the Region 1 board, and again, Region 1 being New England and New York. Now, at the time, I'm not really sure if there were more regions. I know when I was actually a board member, I think there were six regions. Region 1, New England and New York. There was Region 2, more of the Mid-Atlantic states, and then all the way out to six which was California, the California users of Meditech. And then there was maybe an East and a West Canadian groups. So again, we didn't really do a whole lot with those groups at these regional meetings. 
I think that's when we decided, hey, you're not going to learn a whole lot from just the New England and New York folks. So we started to go to the international conferences, which was, of course, a blast because if (laughs) our hospitals would pay for us to go, I mean, that was that was probably the best way to, to get education out of, you know, our applications and then to bring it back to our own hospitals and also involve other folks, which was, I think, really very, very exciting. We'll talk a little bit about the peer groups, if, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. The peer group sessions were, were interesting at the international conferences because that was a way to speak with their peers in those different applications. So uh, nursing became the NUR application. Um, there's a pharmacy application that nurses were interested in. I happen to have a background that takes me full circle um, right around to billing and, and uh, patient accounting. So we would go to the peer groups and it became obvious pretty quickly that certain folks that were at these meetings, be them either regional meetings or international conferences, that we didn't have enough bandwidth. So again, someone like myself would would want to go to nursing. I would go to order entry. I'd want to go to the pharmacy. I want to go to anything clinical, operating room, SUR. So we needed to involve more folks. So I think that was a way to populate those peer groups. I think one of the issues that we had at the time was we're trying to get peer group leaders. Mm-hmm. Because as, you, as everyone knows, it's great to go to the meetings. And when, you ha- when it's time to put your hand up and volunteer <laughs> for next year, that's a little bit more difficult. Right. So I'm obviously trying to befriend folks in different parts of the country and to keep those relationships going throughout the year was really very important, very yeah. important part of, of the peer groups and the, um, and the success, I believe, for, for Muse over the years. You've seen a lot of changes, obviously, um, from different kind of structures and different kind of setups over the year. But it sounds like, you know, Muse started out as a networking and exchanging of ideas. And that's still what it is today. And we still have the peer groups and we're kind of coming back around to the regionals in a in a different fashion in these community peer groups where, you know, certain areas of hospitals and facilities in certain geographic areas are getting together to talk about items that are specific to their specific regions. So it's kind of neat to see how... Though things have changed, obviously with technology for sure, um, but it's still Muse is still kind of that that root of that is is the peer interactions and the exchange of knowledge. Yeah, and that's that is so true. I, I know I say the the name Kilroy, and I know it's uh, pretty well known in the in the Meditech and Muse community. And I think I happen to marry Mister Kilroy, John Kilroy, mm-hmm. and he was actually one of the initial folks who started this this group. Um, mm-hmm. You know, John Hafty, these were these are the guys that were, you know, a lot of them still around, maybe a few of them have retired, mm-hmm. but they were the ones that really started the started the ball rolling. It was not called Muse. Mm-hmm. It was called something else. And then yeah. I was like, Well, what are we gonna call it? <laughs> um, and so then it became, you know, I think the medical user software exchange. Mm-hmm. But again, you you're you're so right that that it really is. I mean, I think the success of Muse in be it 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, it is just always going to rely on the people who use the application mm-hmm. and the ability to be heard 
when your issues are being expressed. Mm-hmm. The year that I was the chairman for Region 1, the Northeast region, I just keep telling you, New England and New York, mm-hmm. we had at a hotel in Springfield, Massachusetts. Day one is kind of registration and a few afternoon type of of educational sessions. Mm-hmm. And then day two is kind of when the event started. Well, day two was 9-11. Oh, wow. So can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember some people that I know coming in to see me. Our, our, our education sessions had just started. And she came in, she's like, Barbara, she said, a plane just hit, hit one of the towers in New York. <laughs> My goodness. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> but anyways, I, they, there was a kind of like a little breakfast area in the hotel, and people just didn't know sure. what had happened. Wow. Yeah. So I went to the hotel folks. I said, I think our conference is over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I asked them to put TV sets. I wanted televisions in the in the vendor hall because mm-hmm. no one knew vendors didn't know vendors couldn't get planes out vendors right. couldn't get couldn't rent rent cars to get out of there it was uh, a mess so i just remember calling alan saying alan uh, i think i'm gonna close down <laughs> down this uh, conference it's like what are you talking about i said well i just everyone just wants home oh, tough situation but, yeah well uh, yeah. i can't imagine some other memorable moments were, you know, we tried to hit all states, you know, which is in New England is kind of a hard thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just try to be fair to um, the membership and people that had to travel. Obviously, Meditech has a has a large contingency of customers in that area, so we're a little easier, I think, to to find a place to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think. As we see the applications have advanced and how much better they are and more integrated, I think that's a, just a, one of the one of the biggest things that that really helps the members. And then I think one of the biggest positive thing I think over the years, and again, not quite sure of the timing of this, but was was when we captured the physician. So physicians. In Muse, physicians going to Muse, absolutely one of the best things I think that ever happened to Muse. Absolutely. Because they were listened to, mm-hmm. you know, they were listened to, huh, nurse wants this, yeah, okay, next year. <laughs> Physician wants this, uh, they want it yesterday. And I, I think, you know, having a good relationship, getting physicians on the board, mm-hmm. getting physician input, getting a physician group mm-hmm. together, the networking that they do is just really probably one of the most memorable things. Yeah. Yeah, and you can really tell that Meditech has, you know, adjusted their stance kind of on that I mean this latest expanse product, you know, you can tell there was physician input in building it and and uh, the design of it just from the workflows and the the way it's laid out and you know all that stuff. So that's an interesting uh, industry change we've seen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um as we kind of wrap up here, do you have any kind of best wishes or final words for Muse as they head into their 41st year? You know, one thing is good for you. I mean, <laughs> Muse, people know Muse, which I think is fantastic. I think the marketing, the ability to put that board together, you know, with, with some help, 
I think we all started out as just volunteering our time and to know and to understand how much time it does take to bring some quality education to the membership is just invaluable. So I think Alan's done a great job hiring a a few of the other folks has been excellent in order to help him assist him. That's been good too. So absolutely. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for your time today. And thanks for all the volunteer hours that you've put into Muse over these many years. And uh, we sure, sure appreciate hearing your perspective and, and sharing a little bit of your history with the listeners. Great Muse memories. You can enjoy this next interview too. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join us as we talk to Charlene Pickles and learn about her experiences with Muse. Charlene, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thanks, TJ. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became involved with Muse. Sure. So I was first involved with Muse as a facility member from 2001 to 2008. During that time, I was fortunate enough to be the Eastern Canada Muse chairperson. And then I was the Muse Canadian director for a while. Then in 2008, I was still involved with Muse, but I switched over to the vendor side. So I was involved with Muse as a vendor from 2008 to 2020. Great. And which vendor was that? Health tech consultants. Health tech. Okay. Very cool. So you've got a lot of history with Muse, so I'm sure you have lots of memories. So Share with us some <laughs> memories that stick out to you, whether that's a you know a specific conference or something about your time on one of the committees, the board, or, or just share with us there. Sure. I have to say all my time with folks on the board was amazing. And like I was very fortunate to meet people from all across North America, for sure. But great board members, I'd have to say, and the people that were involved, truly amazing. I always tell the story of my very first Muse conference. So... By profession, I'm a nuclear medicine technologist. So when I first started working with Meditech, I was coming in without an IT background. And the very first day of my job, I was attending an Eastern Canada Muse conference. So I always say I was so overwhelmed at trying to grasp all the various mnemonics of what they were standing for. I was frantically trying to take notes. But what I can always remember is how willing everybody was to share their knowledge, provide their contact information. I said the networking was incredible. That's the one thing that was truly amazing about Muse. And it continued for all the years I was involved with Muse. You know, and knowing that someone else was trying to do what you were trying to accomplish at a particular hospital, I, that was huge. And mm-hmm. they were always so willing to help. So that's the one thing that I always say remained constant throughout Muse. The conferences, they were always great. Alan's opening speeches were always amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, truly a great organization. Well, great. Thanks for sharing that. So what are you doing now? Are you still in the healthcare industry or? I am. Um, So I semi-retired from full-time work with uh, health tech consultants back in 2020. And now what I do is I do some associate work with them. So that's what I'm doing that. And I have grandchildren now who keep me busy. (laughs) That's right. That's great. Well, good. Good to hear you're still involved. That's great. Charlene, sort of a hypothetical question here, but if Muse wouldn't have existed, how would that have changed your career and the Meditech landscape in general? I think it would have been a lot more challenging. <laughs> um, 
Because like I said, having that networking ability, meeting people, you know, you're sitting in a session at a Muse conference and you're sitting next to somebody who you start to chat with and you find out they're trying to do the same thing as you. Or you remember their name and when you try to do something, you you reach out to the, those individuals. So yeah, I think it would be, it's huge. And the Muse web, all those things, people reaching out with different questions. I mean, like I said, it made things easier for sure. Yes. Well said. Well said. So as we kind of wrap up here, do you have any best wishes or kind of last words for Muse as they head off into their 41st year and beyond? <laughs> wow. I wish them all the best. Continue to do what you're doing. Evolve with the times and cheers to 41 more. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Charlene, for your time and uh, today. And also thank you so much for your time with Muse over the years, volunteering and, and shaping that landscape. We very much appreciate you. Great. Thanks so much, TJ. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.